I'm Tom Doyle. And I'm Joanne Doyle, and welcome to Good News from the Middle East. Wow, Joanne, this has been quite a week, a month, and we're still not done filming Flourish, one year of broadcasting into the nation of Iran. And uh, wow, you, you spent probably 100 hours getting ready and 13 programs. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what is Flourish and why, why do they want an American chick broadcasting <laughs> into Iran? Yes. Oh my gosh. We have been given the most amazing opportunity to broadcast um, on a TV program, uh, a program that we have written for women and it's friend women. It's a safe place where we say women can connect woman to woman. So yes, yeah, so Iran Alive Ministries asked us if we would create this program and um, pour into the specifically to the women of the Persian world. So not just Iran, it will be Afghanistan and some of the surrounding nations there that all speak Farsi. So um, we are so excited. We've been able to do the first 13 programs, 52 total, but we're off and running to a great start. What were some of the challenges in communicating? I mean, obviously there's a language gap and there's going to be a voiceover. So they're going to actually be able to hear your voice, but then also hear much clearer, the Farsi voiceover, any challenges, anything you were praying through to to make sure that we connect? Yes, so many challenges. First of all, um, praying that, you know, the cultural differences between the two of us, although surprisingly, you wouldn't think so, but Iranians love and admire Americans. So that was easier to kind of overcome that hurdle. One of the biggest ones, though, was knowing that there are three groups of women that are in that audience. There are those that, you know, they're post-Islamic, they're um, they're not believers though. They're, they're checking out Christianity. They have questions. They want to know truth, but they don't know Jesus. So there's those women we're speaking to. Then there's women that have come to faith in Jesus, but they're baby Christians. They don't know how to grow in their faith. They don't know how to read a Bible. They have absolutely no um, Christian context or foundation. So we're trying to you know teach those women the basics. But then the third group in that audience are those that have come to faith in Jesus. They're familiar and know God's word, and they are the leaders of the growing church in Iran. So trying to take each program and make it applicable to all of those people groups. Of course, the beautiful thing is that because God's word is alive and it's able to separate every heart, soul, and spirit, work in there in ways that we can't with our human words, but the spirit of God can take whatever word each person needs and apply it to their life. So um, we're trying to think of different topics, some practical how-tos like um, how to study the Bible, how to pray effectively with power, um, how to share Jesus with others, but then more personal things like forgiving, you know, the power and the freedom of forgiveness, learning and discovering who we are in Christ and what his purpose and plan for our life is. So we had a variety of topics, but again, all of those seeking to reach those three groups of women, those who don't know yet, yet know Jesus, those who are new in their faith, and those who are leaders. Mm, And I've had the privilege of being in Iran a couple of times, and the reception was out of this world. I saw, like everybody else does, what's on the news and thought Iranians probably hated us. The government does. The government hates the nation of America, hates the nation of Israel. We're the great Satan Mm -hmm. and the little Satan. But that's not how it is with the people. They never changed their minds about relating to different countries around the world. 
English is the second most spoken language in Iran. And so even though the Ayatollah came in in 1979, the Islamic Revolution, he said, we will wipe out the church, we will crush it. That didn't work out too good for him. That's right. Because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail, will not block it. It's it's nothing to Jesus. It's like going through cellophane or, cellophane or Kleenex or mm-hmm. something that just is not even going to stop anything. And so the church has grown. And now today, it's the fastest growing church per capita in the world. Absolutely. And women are leading the way. Women are rising up. It's it's not a women's lib thing. It's just they're brave. They remind you of women at the tomb, women at the cross That's right. that are that are willing to risk. And so building into those women is so important. And then partnering with Iran Alive mm-hmm. and yes. and I think Joel Rosenberg was the first one that that coined the phrase Hormos Shariat, the Billy Graham of Iran who's broadcasted in there for over 20 years with his wife, Donnell, and the great team, Iran Alive. And they are seeing significant gains as far as men and women coming to faith in Christ. Can you talk a little bit about that, Joanne? Right. You know, to call in for an Iranian, to call into Iran Alive Ministries or to email in, however they contact them, does put them at great risk security-wise. Many can go to jail for that. So they know that the numbers of responses they get are just a fraction of the people that are truly being reached. So before COVID, um, Iran Alive Ministries was getting about 250 to 300 people a month saying that they accepted Jesus as Savior. But since COVID that we thought, you know, would shut down the world, it's actually accelerated the gospel. What Satan has meant for evil, God is using for good. So now since COVID, they've been getting close to 3,000 people a month calling in with salvations. And it's predominantly, of those numbers, it's predominantly women. And so that thus was the need. Hormos came to us and said, gosh, we need, or I guess you and he had had a conversation that, you know, we need a program. We have things for women, but we need something that's actually geared toward the Iranian woman. Not just American programs, you know, translated into Farsi, but something that's actually purposefully geared and written toward them. So that is what flourishes. That is what we are seeking to do. And the amazing thing, Tom, is that, you know, I did not have the privilege of going with you to Iran. I was the prayer warrior behind with our family. Our kids were younger then. But God has given me, he has burned in my heart this deep love for these Iranian women. I, As we were doing those um, filmings, I could just see the sea of faces, these beautiful women before me that are so desperate to know who know Jesus and to find out truth. Um, only God can do that. I recognize that love is from him. Mm, and I love the name of the program, Flourish. I know that every year God gives you a word, a theme for the for the year. Can you speak a little bit about that? Why you chose the word Flourish, Flourish for yes. the name of the program? Yes, 2020, the beginning of 2020, or actually the end of um, 2019, I began asking the Lord, what, what word would you have for me this year that would kind of carry me through the year of what he wanted to teach me through the circumstances of life? And during that time, as you know, Tom, uh, my mom was 87, very ill, and, you know, soon moving to heaven, which she did just pass away a few months ago. Um, but my um, that was going on, so my mom was sick. One of our grandsons, one of our darling grandsons, was getting ready to face his ninth surgery. So a lot of different difficult circumstances were going on. And as I was seeking the Lord for a word, I kept hearing in my mind, flourish, 
flourish. <laughs> and at first I thought, oh, I love that word. You know, you picture the um, blossoming flowers and the shoots coming out of the ground, new life, things like that. And then I, initially I thought it was just myself thinking that word, but the Lord kept impressing it on me. And then I heard him say, Joanne, in and through the circumstances of your life this year, you and your family will flourish. And it just stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, ooh, I love the sound of that. So I immediately went to scripture and started looking for all the references of flourish or something connected to that word. But what I discovered, Tom, was beautiful, such a beautiful pattern. And what I discovered is that no matter who we look at in scripture, Moses, Joseph, Job, you know, women, it didn't matter. They did flourish after going through a season of difficulty, a set of circumstances in their life that were dark and, and lonely and desperate that during those dark days, God began rising up within them, pouring into their spirits, new growth so that they burst forth flourishing. But it didn't come through favorable circumstances. Right. It That's came right. through difficulty. And so that is why we named the show Flourish, because all of us in life, living in this fallen world, have problems. We have trials. We go through difficulties. We have pain. But it's in and through those, when we press into Jesus, that we come through them flourishing, closer in our relationship with Jesus and our character more um, refining as it reflects Christ. And Joanne, not only did you get a chance to do 13 programs, and uh, wow, I was there for them. They were touching. They were biblical. They were inspirational. But your team that you work with, you have a group called Not Forgotten that many have been on for years. They're being a part of the programming, right. part of the broadcasting. And uh, we grabbed a few of them on the set, and we want to hear from them about their experience. So we're on the set of Flourish, and uh, pretty exciting, Laura. It's going to be beaming into Iran in um, a couple of months. Women are going to be watching. Uh, we're told that the audience is in the millions. Praise God. The gospel is going to be preached. We're so thankful. So, so thinking about that, I'm with my good friend Laura Kellogg. Laura's on the Not Forgotten team, and uh, you're also on our board at Uncharted, so thank you. Uh, but Laura, Iran and the U.S. have strained relations because of the terrorist government in Iran. So why would Iranian women watch a TV program hosted by an American woman with American friends. Why, why would they? It would seem like they wouldn't be interested. Well, first, thank you, Tom, for having me um, on this podcast. And I just want to say it is so unfortunate that the U U.S. and Iranian governments are at such odds. And um, yes, for whatever reason, Iranian does not like America. They call us the great Satan. They mm -hmm. consider us a threat and in a way we are because mm -hmm. it is validated that their country, they're the largest terrorist nation in the world. So going back to your question about women, yeah, women are women. Are they not? Are we not just curious about different cultures? I think women have the same wants, needs, desires, but um, I think the Iranian women, they do have a different perspective of America than their government. Well, that's the truth. Um, in fact, I heard that if the Iranian people could have a referendum, they would vote for a Western-style democracy, just like America. So, um, 
I think we really don't have issues with with people to people. It's kind of the the policies that can really get in the way. So that's why I don't think there's an issue with Iranian women wanting to hear from Americans. Um, So and I think they love everything about us. They do. They love America. I've been privileged to be there a couple of times. And and I was like you, Laura. I think at first I thought, well, the people must be like the government. Totally different. They don't follow the government. They can't stand the government. They're so angry at what the government has forced them to do and isolated this great country from the rest of the world. So they love America. They love American mm-hmm. television programs. They This will be broadcast in prime time. They're expecting a lot of Iranian women will watch. So, so we're so thrilled about that. Only Jesus could do this. Yay, Jesus. So now we know that because of how things have progressed, Iran is a post-Islamic country because so many Iranians have just grown tired of the Muslim faith. They're not practicing. They're just born Muslim and never before have the people of Iran been so open to checking out Jesus and the gospel itself. So so what do you want the women of Iran to know about our Jesus? Well, as you said, it's, it's all about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And so the first thing I would tell them is Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. And I just go back to the scripture. I don't know if we take it for granted or not, but I just go back to John three sixteen and 17. Whereas for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For he did not come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world. And so I do, I think about borders. Mm -hmm. You know, borders is a huge issue all across the world. That's right. And with Jesus, we don't have any borders. And it makes me think, do I have time to just share a little Bible story? Yes. It makes me think about um, the woman at the well. Jesus was in Judea. He was on his way to Galilee with his disciples. And instead of crossing around a certain area, Samaria, he went right through it. And it's because I believe he had a divine appointment with a woman Mm -hmm. who was marginalized and did not have a great reputation. And so he meets her at Jacob's well. And he's tired. The disciples have gone in to try to find food. And here comes this woman at not the normal hour of drawing water. And so he basically says, will you give me some water? And she immediately goes, you're asking me to draw you water. You are Jewish and I'm Sumerian. And he basically said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Okay, so now they start kind of have this dialogue. She kind of <laughs> gets back to him. So she is aware of the true living God, the one true living God. So she knows he's somebody special. All of a sudden, it's just opened her eyes, this whole encounter. opened her eyes. And so they, like I said, Jesus dialogues with her the most, but she wants this living water. All of a sudden, it gets down to, well, give me this living water. I know you don't have a pail, but how do I get this living water? And so um, he just says in 
chapter 4, verse 26, he basically declares, he tells her who he is. And he quotes, I who speak to you am he. And so she then runs back to her town. And he tells her everything about her. That's one thing that caught her attention. He, he knew everything about her. She was convinced. She was convinced. So she runs back and she brings everybody back who she, that matters to her life. And so that that's the story. God and Jesus intentionally, that's what I, that's what, we want to share with the Iranian oh, women. Yes. I mean, it is for every woman around the world. And we want them to know that Jesus loves them no matter the past, the present, or the future. That's right. And since they're the sin. spiritual gatekeepers of their family, they are the influencers. They're like the woman at the well that went back to her village. Well, the team is getting ready for the next program. And uh, one last question. Before the programs are filmed each day, Laura, uh, I've seen the Not Forgotten team on their faces, on their knees, praying to God. And these 52 programs that are going to be broadcast into Iran this next year, what are you hoping happens with these programs? What, what are you praying that the Lord will do? Okay. Well, what are we not praying for? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we yeah. just go to God. He's so much bigger than we are. So we're just praying for everything. But three things stick out to Good. me. First of all, we want them to know Jesus. Amen. We want to know who he is, the true Jesus, his authority. And I get, I go back to John chapter four and all the I am statements. Tom can throw out an I am statement. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. I I'm, am the bread of life. Yes. I'm the light of the world. Yes. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the gate. I'm the resurrection in the life and I'm the true vine. And that's what we want this program to tell mm. these women is who Jesus is and his authority. Secondly, I, I, I would love, we would love for them to have access to a Bible. Oh, amen. Because the New Testament, they can dive into the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, and his authority in the seven I am statements and go into deeper detail. Can you imagine when they read that for the first time? Yes. This is not religion. Yes. This is God in the flesh. You're so right. And then the third thing I want is once they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I want them to run like that Sumerian woman to the village, to whomever, their child, their boyfriend, their spouse, and share that love so that they can come and learn about Jesus through them. It's just like just paying it forward and bringing Amen. everybody to Jesus. Beautifully said, Laura. Thank you so much. Okay. okay, let's go. I think it's program number eight. Thank you, Tom. So I'm with my good friend, Lisa Bird. <laughs> and Lisa's on the Not Forgotten team. And Lisa, how did you get a heart for the people of Iran? How did that happen? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I think it really reflects the Lord's power in how I gained a heart, a love for the people of Iran. Um, 
about 11 years ago, I mm-hmm. was able to go to Israel for the first time wow. and found a very natural love for the Jewish people and asked the Lord even to increase that love while I was there. And he shared even more with me. And so I enjoyed that. Yet when I came home, I closely examined my heart, realizing now there were a lot more people in the Middle East than just Jews. And how did I feel about them? Yeah. What was I going to say to my friends and family and the patients that I see when they ask me questions about them. And I realized that I didn't really have a like and maybe even had a hatred for people mm. that I had heard on the news saying, death to Israel, death to America. Yeah. Yet, God loves the world, he says in his word. So I asked him to please give me his heart. Yeah. And as most of you may know, when you ask the Lord something that is according to his word and according to his will, he will answer pretty quickly. And it was visible that he provided a uh, training day at my church where Tom and Joanne Doyle came. <laughs> and oh my it gosh. was like a supernatural experience where he just broke my heart open. Wow. And so through the years, it's, um, it's been my pleasure to get to know Persian people, some from Afghanistan, uh, some from Tehran. I know a Muslim background believer who found Jesus through a vision uh-huh. and physical healing. And then I have another friend, and she's a patient as well, that is not a believer yet, yet we still maintain a friendship. So I have a great love and a great insight because of these people. Um, I've got a great insight into that part of the world. I mm. think. Boy, that is such a good answer because when you go to Israel the first time, we're grafted into the Jews, right. our patriarchs, our prophets, right. the apostles, they're Jewish, Jesus, Jewish. It is so easy to think white hat, black hat. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. You know, was shockingly for us, what we found was that it was easier to share the gospel with Muslims in the Middle East Amen. than it was with Jewish it, people. Isn't that interesting? I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. You experienced that. You've even had some experience right in the heart of the Middle East sharing with someone that came out of a pretty radical background, and here he was open to Jesus. Right, right, and further. So it's a process of the Lord opening my eyes and, and growing my heart. That's yes. right. Well, so you attend a large church. I think it's like over 10,000 yes. on a Sunday which is amazing and a great blessing. Where do people go to church in Iran? What do they do when they come to faith in Christ? Well, Christianity is illegal in Iran, and people are persecuted for even knowing Jesus or talking about him there. And by persecution, I don't just mean somebody doesn't care for you at the office or something, but more like it's, um, you know, imprisonment, um, Mm -hmm. perhaps rape, torture, killing. so there's no church buildings yet the lord is building his church there it's just not in a building like we know it but the discipling disciple making that jesus is doing in the middle east is astounding and it's very reminiscent as we learn more about it of course it's underground and they Mm -hmm. can't we can't go there and see it with our eyes but the reports coming out are that they're following and learning about Jesus in a similar way as he taught his very own disciples when he walked on this earth. Mm-hmm. And they learn how to tell others about Jesus. It's a very big uh, exponential multiplication process that's happening. Yes, it is. And you know what's amazing to me in Iran? Um, I was thinking about this when I first came to faith. 
uh, I went to a Christian group called the Navigators, and they oh. had the Navigator Wheel, and they said, Christ is the center. Here's four essential things for you to grow in Christ. Number one, the Word, the Bible. Two, prayer. Yes. Three, fellowship. Four, witnessing, sharing your faith. All of them are illegal. will get you thrown in jail in a run. The basics of the Christian life could get you a life sentence in Evan Prison or one of the other prisons. We've been there and worked with the underground church, met people that had gone to prison, but the joy that they have in Jesus, the love that they have, is is truly something that is heart-touching. So one of the things I've found with great ministries like Iran Ministries and Elam Ministries in Iran is this, the believers there will never say, uh, never want you to feel sorry for them. Their life is on the line and they know it. they're either in or out. It's either commitment or they're not going to walk with Jesus at all. Right. And um, they have an experience with Jesus that goes beyond what we have sitting in our church pews. That's they right. they know him desperately uh, and closely and intimately, and he feeds their souls. And, and, and some are even, they would prefer to be back in prison and in that place of persecution than in living the easy life. Um, I have a quote from yeah. a movie that I watched just really recently, and kind of a documentary film. Is that Sheep Among Wolves? Is it that? was. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And it says, Disciples forsake the world and cling to Jesus. Converts don't. Disciples are not engaged in a culture war. Convert, uh, disciple, uh, converts are. Disciples cherish, obey, and share the word of God. Converts don't. Disciples choose Jesus over anything and everything. Converts don't. Converts run when the fire comes. But disciples don't. Wow. I know. I want to be a disciple. That's right. It's what we talk about at Uncharted. And uh, we actually got this from a friend, Curtis Sargent, years ago. And he said what he'd seen of persecuted Christians in difficult places like Iran, North Korea, Nigeria, is this immediate, radical, costly Costly. obedience. Obedience is the key. Immediate, radical, costly obedience obedience. And so we were in Turkey, and we were training uh, some believers from Iran. They should have been training us, but we were training them. They were young in the faith. And I remember these two girls going back, and they were sisters. And I remember saying to them, you know, if you go back with the gospel, and they were going back in about a month, you're probably going to be arrested. And they said, oh, we accepted that years ago. We know that's coming. We know that's a great possibility. And in fact, it did happen. And they served in prison for a couple of years. And, and it was so sad that the, um, the, the people that ran the prison in Evan Prison told each sister that the other one had been killed. Oh, and wow. I mean, they just put them through so much mental torture. But they'd already resolved that. They were ready to go. Mm-hmm. They were ready to serve Jesus. And they did. We'll see the team is coming back on. They're ready to do the next show. But what do you hope, Lisa, uh, the results are of the program Flourish in Iran? I have great hopes for this because I know that Jesus brought this program to be and has offered this opportunity. And I, my, my great desire is that um, people, the women watching particularly, because they are the spiritual gatekeepers, that they will become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and those who know him already, that they're going to be um, encouraged along their spiritual uh, journey to greater maturity and that they will see and flourish that safe, 
space to connect with other women. Yes, it's us here in America, but we love Jesus and we, we love them. And that they'll be um, reminded each program that they're seen, that they're having a purpose in God's kingdom, right. and that they're loved. That's what I hope for the program. Amen. Lisa, beautifully said. Back to the program now. I think they're yes. in the midst of the how-to series, yeah. how to pray. So yeah. thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Okay, so we're on the set, Gina, of Flourish, and uh, winding up today. This yes. is the last day of filming. It's kind of sad when you think it about it. It is sad. It's exciting, yet it's also so sad because it's just been such a joy. That's it really has. It's a joy. And so this is just season one, and yeah. uh, November 7th, it goes live in Iran. Each episode played five times a week. Yeah. Uh, wow, we are so excited. So. Yeah. I got a couple of questions for you. Okay. This will, we just did program number 12. Yes. And so uh, there's going to be a total of 52 programs going into Iran over the next year yeah. that flourish. Joanne and the team do, and it's going to be rocking their world, we think. What do you think is, can you think of like one message that's been really important that's been covered that the women in Iran and women in America really need to hear? Yeah. Well, first, let me just say that just watching this and being part of this, I've enjoyed as I sit on the sidelines holding cue cards or this or that, I have just hung on every word that I've heard. So my prayer is, is that it's just going to be each episode is going to be a blessing to the women in Iran. So that's exciting to me because I know it's blessing me. And then when you say one, well, like, can I tell you, like, top three that come to sure, my mind? Sure, yeah. So, like, there was one just the other day about um, forgiveness. Oh, and when boy. I think about that, I just think our whole salvation, our whole relationship with Christ is contingent on the forgiveness that he provided for us through Jesus Christ when he died. Um, he took the penalty for our sins, and then he rose again. So that's so meaningful. And so then when you think about forgive as I have been forgiven, the message that they gave in Flourish about how important it is for us to forgive others, for them to be able to receive that, or more importantly, for us to let go and not let that be a hindrance, that was a big one to me. Mm -hmm. And then another one that was really impressed upon my heart was the Father's Cup. Yes. And I can't even say much about that because it's such a dear um, session, a dear time that uh, they had together. So that's an important one, and I look forward to people being able to see that. But if you want to know what I think is the most important one, is just um, that women are the spiritual gatekeepers of their family. Yes. And so this whole show has been like women talking to women and sharing with each other what the Lord is doing in your life so it would you know help you in your life i'm i'm learning the same thing as i watch and so in the process um we just want to be sure that we are pressing into the lord mm -hmm. and knowing that as spiritual gatekeepers the lord is giving us as women um just special gifts that are his traits really they're traits that come straight from the lord that he wants to use um, for you and your families and to um, give back to your families. So as we press into him, I think that God will heighten those gifts. And as a spiritual gatekeeper, there's things that you can do for your family and see through his eyes that you might not be able to see otherwise, that he'll lead you how to help like bring things into your home that are of God or to 
to keep at bay things that are not of God. And then the most important task we have is to pray for our families. So Amen. that's it. I think that would be like the most important one. Wow. 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 You captured it. Thanks. Wow. That's, that's exciting. Many Iranian women have come to faith in Christ, but their husbands are not there yet. And how is Flourish going to encourage them in their faith? Because they may be in a divided house. Yeah. One believer, the other not a believer. Yeah, well, in a divided house, it's that can be very difficult. I mean, it's even designed because God wanted us to both be believers. So as a woman that is a believer and her husband's not, the most important thing that I can say is press into the Lord. He's the one that loves you. He's the one that has a plan for you. He's the one that knows how to work in your circumstances. And he's the one that's going to know how to minister to that husband that doesn't know him as the Lord. And so as you draw closer to him, there's a sweet aroma that comes from that. And that's got to be attractive. I mean, it's the Lord Jesus and his love. So that's got to be attractive to the husband. And as you're doing that, he can't help but question, what is this? Who is that? And it's the Lord, really, because that's who you're pressing into, and that's who you're letting flow through to you, to your husband. And there's a verse in the Bible that says, 2 Corinthians 2.15, For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Wow. Really good. So important. What a lesson, really, mm-hmm. that women here need to learn. Uh, if their husbands don't know the Lord, here's here's... One final question, and obviously for the women in Iran, they need Mm -hmm. to learn this. Oh, my gosh. Um, We talk about this. We talk about that Jesus is coming back, and if all ministries can put down their egos Mm -hmm. and their logos and we can work together, we can get a lot done for Jesus in these last days. And we have been blessed to partner with Hormoz Shariat, Donnell, for sure. great team None at Iran Alive. How them, right? Yes, yes. So. How, how has this week been working with the Iran Alive team? Oh, gosh, it's had my heart just full to overflowing. It is like we're here in a studio, yet at the same time, it's like I feel like when I'm in the mission field. I mean, I feel like God is using everyone as a team. He's moving in you on things that you don't necessarily think he could normally do. He's overcoming shortcomings. But the people here and all of us, there's not a them and there's not an us. It's That's a right. team. And it's been a pure joy. And you see the like light in people's eyes as we're all on the same mission to serve God and to bring his word and his character and his joy in life that he wants to give into other people into another country, so, Boy, which is Iran. That is so true. And you know what, Gina, what's been exciting? The whole staff is from Iran. Mm-hmm. They live there. Right. Every one of them used to be Muslim. Mm-hmm. All of them had harrowing escapes and mm-hmm. miracles to get them. I was just talking with one of the guys in the studio, and he said that his mother was healed of cancer before she came to faith in Christ. Another one was saying that the family had to escape. They were going to be killed, and, mm-hmm. and the Lord just got them out miraculously. Every one of them has a story. So, so when you come in and you're with the group, you just sense the passion for it. Christ. <laughs> I know. You always want to invite the Holy Spirit into a place that you go, but I feel like it was just here in the whole first. I don't feel like it was just here. Yeah, that's so, for sure. We've well, been blessed. That's we have. We have. Can't wait for the next three seasons, yeah, right? Yeah, me too, right. It's going to be great. Thank you. Great Thank job. You. All right, thanks. Okay, so we're on the set of Flourish. We just finished, and Josh Doyle's here. Josh 
We are really excited because we don't get a break. Next week, we start filming I Found the Truth. And uh, can you tell the listeners about what they can look for in season two? We are so looking forward to season two. We are hoping to go even bigger than we did for season one. And uh, we have two amazing stories right out of the gate uh, with two young guys from Baghdad. We call them the Baghdad Boys. And uh, we're going to film their stories next week and hope to turn them around uh, pretty quickly to, to get out to viewers. And then also, view, we're going to be talking with believers that escaped from Iran. Here we're talking into Iran. Now we're going to get believers outside of Iran telling us their stories. Yes, we are really excited to get their stories on, on film. And we think that it's going to really encourage the body of Christ. And we think it's going to uh, really impact Muslims around the world. That's great. So can you believe when we started I Found the Truth and it was going to be just on the internet, can you believe now that through a partnership, Al Hayat, The Light, I Found the Truth, the first five, those videos are being shown around the Middle East. Who would have thought that could happen right out of the gate? We're just thrilled with the success and just we're, we're so excited here at I Found the Truth and and uh, can't wait to get season two out. We hope that it's uh, we provide more content that people can can get and um, that, that these videos will go and impact people from all around the world. And, and we pray that Muslims will come to faith in Christ from these videos. Oh. So what do we say at I Found the Truth? It's a safe space for Muslims to come and hear about Jesus, learn more about him, and hopefully uh, enter into a relationship with him. Amen. Great. Josh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks. Okay, I'm here with Candy Lane. She's part of the Not Forgotten team. And can you believe it? We just finished season one of Flourish. Going to be so, beaming into Iran. Yes. November so 7th, it starts live. Each program five times a week. And man, could you ever imagine you would be involved in something like this? No, I, <laughs> I definitely, Tom, could not imagine that. And this has been such, oh, just such a treat and so exciting and just... I'm just so excited for the women of Iran. I just, I can't wait. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. It really is. And I think about, I remember the first time you went to the Middle East. Yes. With Not Forgotten. How did yeah. that change your life? That was, it was more than a Bible tour. Oh, yes. It, yeah. There was really no Bible touring. Um, it definitely changed my life because it really helped me look at women just in a completely different way as far as how different we are and how alike we are mm. they want the exact same things all women want the same thing they want a home they want a safe home they want a family they want their family cared for um safety i think is a big deal and security and when I went in, when we as the team went into the middle, into the Middle East, something that really stuck out to me was I thought of the Proverbs 31 woman and how, and I know you, I've heard you and Joanne say this numerous times with the team about how the women are the spiritual gatekeepers. And that Proverbs 31 woman, yes, she's a great provider for her home. She provides food, and she mm -hmm. provides clothing and shelter, right. and she's known in the town. But she's also the spiritual. She keeps that family together spiritually. So that was something that really impacted me. 
Boy, that is so true. And women are women, no matter where we go. Yes. There's commonality. Yes. You feel immediately close to them. And yes. one of the things you do with the Uncharted team is you have a heart for prayer. And every time we're going somewhere, Joanne and I, or the team, you're getting it out to people to pray critical prayer. What are you praying specifically for, for the women of Iran through this program that will be beaming the gospel, discipling the believers, and training them to mm-hmm. help lead their families? Well, Tom, it actually, my prayer goes back to that first Middle East trip, and I was just astonished to see so many women with veils. Yeah. And that takes me to that scripture in 2 Corinthians where it says, whoever, anyone, whoever, whenever they turn to the Lord, that veil is taken away. And I see that so much, especially with the women from the Middle East and from the the, the Iranian women that are going to see these, these shows, these videos. I just can picture them. It's not just a physical veil, Mm -hmm. it's a veil in their hearts that I'm just praying for the Holy Spirit to come in and just take that veil away and just let the light of Jesus shine in because that's that's where our hope is. That's where our our hope is. Amen. Well, as we speak, they're already breaking down the set. (laughs) Yes. And and I'm sure that team has ideas and vision for the next season and Mm. new ground that they want to cover. It's such a privilege to be able to broadcast into Iran, the fastest growing church per capita in the world. It's not suppressed. It is persecuted, but persecution doesn't stop us. It it actually accelerates the growth Mm -hmm. uh, of the church. And so they feel very privileged to be a part of what's going on even though their lives are so difficult. But as we're closing now, Candy, would you pray for the women of Iran and just voice a prayer for them and our listeners? Hey, we pray this, Candy, that people that listen will set their watch or put something on their calendar to remember, pray for the women in Iran. Mm-hmm. So could you just lead us in a prayer for them? Oh, yes. Um, oh, gracious, gracious Heavenly Father, you you are the one that created all of us and you created all of us so differently and so individually and exactly the way you want it the way you want us and that certainly goes to those dear dear precious women living in the middle east and in iran specifically right now lord um i do i just pray that as they experience these these videos and other interactions with with followers of Jesus in their lives, that the Holy Spirit will come in and remove remove that veil, remove that veil that keeps them from knowing how much you love them. You love them more than any person on earth could possibly ever love them. And you love them in a way that is just beyond anything we can imagine. And so that's my prayer for them. That's my prayer, Lord. I pray you touch them. I pray you protect them. I pray you provide for them. And I pray that that whatever happens in their lives that you orchestrate is just has a ripple effect and goes on and on to their children, to their parents and other members of their families, Lord, just be a catalyst in their lives to draw them to you. 
And I pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Candy, thank you for your heart for prayer. Thank you for leading us in prayer for the women of Iran, for the women in America to rise up and pray for the amazing believers in Iran and those that are yet to come. So that's a wrap. I guess we're done with season one of Flourish and can't wait for season two, right? Sounds like it's over. It's a wrap. It's been great. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you. So we want to thank you for joining us on Good News from the Middle East. Joanne, how about a couple of last words about Flourish and how we can pray? Yes. Oh, gosh, Tom, Flourish has been amazing. Our team has joined me on this endeavor. It's been wonderful. I'm glad you got to hear from some of them. They are precious. They love Jesus, and they love seeing Muslims and Jewish women, anyone, come to faith in Jesus. Um, Yes, and we know that prayer, as John Piper says, prayer is the work of missions. E.M. Bounds says that prayer is the thin vein that moves the hand of God. Prayer matters. Prayer changes things. Um, We pray on earth and God hears and responds in heaven and sends that answer down. So if you're listening today, if you would join, even at this moment, join us in prayer. Pause and pray for the men, women, and children of Iran, especially the women that will be watching and engaging with our, our new show called Flourish. Pray for their eternal souls that if they don't know Jesus, they will find him as Savior Or if they have found him, that through hearing more of God's word, they will become so solidified and grounded in their faith that they will grow up to be those leaders. And then those leaders that love Jesus and have that holy boldness, and they have counted the cost, that God would continue to empower them, and they would follow wherever the Lord um, directs them as he illuminates their path. And thank you for being a part of this, because your prayers matter. Amen. That is so true. And we thank God for Iran Alive and their 20-year history yes. of what they've been doing, and six to eight million people a day watch their We're programming. It's mind-boggling to think what could happen because of this. And so we're thankful for them and that they have boots on the ground yes. and people that are discipling the new believers. So uh, what a partnership. It's Amen. just hand in hand. And of course, we're all such great friends and have been for years. So pray for Flourish, pray for Revival in Iran, pray for Joanne and the Not Forgotten team as they have one quarter of the year in the can already. (laughs) And now three-fourths or two, yeah, three-fourths to go. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see where God takes this. So I'm Tom Doyle. And I'm Joanne Doyle. And thank you for joining us on Good News from the Middle East.